My name is Tom Chick. You are listening to the Quarter to Three Games podcast. Uh, I am here today with Naweed A., uh, who posts as Naweed A., and in a little bit we're going to be talking about Modern Warfare 2. Uh, but first, thank you for joining me, Naweed. Uh, I want to uh, talk to you a little bit about you before we get to Modern Warfare 2. Is that okay with you? That's fine. Awesome. So, according to your posts, you are in Fremont, California. You, you live up in the Bay Area up there. Uh, right. Is it safe to assume that you work in the tech industry? No, nope, I'm a student, actually. Ah, that's that, that would probably be my second guess. And what are you studying up there in the Bay Area? Um, I plan to get into film and television. Ah, so that means that you will eventually be moving down here to Los Angeles... And you can come over and hang out with me where we play uh, shooters on my land. So how long do you think it'll be before you come to L.A.? Oh, yeah. I guess <laughs> I guess yeah, about a year and a half. Now, are you one of those Bay Area folks who hates Los Angeles? Or have you resigned yourself to the fact that to get into film and TV, you got to come down here? I, um, I do hate Los Angeles, actually. <laughs> well, uh, it is, does take sort of a love-hate relationship, I guess. Uh, and so, film student, like, do you, do you want to like eventually make film, or you just want to be a part of the industry, or what got you into being a film student? Um, I just, I guess, I just had an epiphany like halfway through high school that like I just want to do something with storytelling, which is why you know I, I do the comic book thread every uh, week in the forum, and uh, you know, I, even as a kid, I was always a heavy reader, and I just wanted to do something with storytelling, and I always felt you know. Film was my forte, I guess. Was there for you as as a, a kid a sort of an epiphany movie or, or anything like, or, or was it not quite that simple? It was, I guess. Well, let's see. What was I watching at the time? No, I don't think it was. Actually, you know what? I think more than anything, it was. I uh, after my sophomore year of high school, I, you know, it was when um, I think all those comic book movies started coming out, right? Mm -hmm. And I just decided, like, I, I, I wanted to, to, you know, read the source material. So I really, I started reading comic books. And then from comic books, it, it, uh, I think the community over there is much more tight-knit. And you can really, you know, dabble with the creators and all that. And I just started, you know, I could do this. And I can I started writing a little. And, uh, I, and, then, I, and then I, you know, I, I figured I'm a visual storyteller. And... Um, I started editing some videos together, and, you know, I like, I, I, I don't necessarily want to be a director, but, you know, I'd like to do something. Mm -hmm. So, actually, that's interesting, because I noticed, if I just, like, click on your name and sort of sort through your the things that you post in, you are very active in the comics threads, but that only came to you through movies? Like, you didn't grow up with comics? Nope, not at all. No, I, I always wish, but, like, I didn't know there was a comic book store nearby or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you... Does this mean that, like, uh, you mentioned this thread that, did you start this thread? Like, isn't there a weekly? So I have to confess first, Naveed, I don't know anything about comic books. You're, you're talking to a total, like, comic retard here. Uh, but is there, is that, like, did you start that weekly comics thread? Is that yours? Uh, I guess so, yeah. So you are a dude who goes to a comic book store. Is it, like, every Tuesday or something that new issues come out, or do they not do it that way anymore? Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, Okay. So every Wednesday, you go to a specific store and you, you what? You, like, pick up uh, certain, like, issues? 
Yeah, I have a pull list that that you know the owners usually are aware of, and then they just hand me it as I walk in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look through the stand sometimes, chit chat a little. And what comics are you into most? What 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 grabs your interest these days? Um, anything by uh, Alan Moore, Ed Brubaker. Uh, I, I I read Sleeper recently. That was fantastic. Um, I just also I got a crim- nice, very nice criminal hardcover that I've been going through. So what what grabs me there, Noeed, is as someone who is, I'm super hardcore into movies, but it just now. I noticed that you you didn't list the specific comic books, but the authors. Uh, oh, yeah. And I'm the same way with movies. Is I don't like I go by by directors more than anything else. That's sort of how I follow movies. So you're sort of the same way with comic books. Yeah, I, I think you have to be with comic books because you don't want to go through you know fa- franchises. You just want to go through um, like. It's it's hard to get into comic books because as a kid you just see like a character or something you know like Spider Man and then you read it and then you're confused and then you learn about things like runs certain interpretations of characters you know as a kid you have that epiphany that it's all all versions of Spider Man are not the same you know right I was actually and not even as a kid as an adult surprised to hear about all these like alternate universes and reboots and stuff uh, like as someone who's into narratives that's kind of like cheating to me. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't. Che- it is cheating when you don't do it properly. I think. Right. Right. Uh, what uh, are there any comics that you loathe? I um. Let's see. I I think pretty much everything X Men related is almost is yeah every, almost everything X Men related is shit. I think. Now, why do you well, say that? Because I I only know the X Men movies, and I sort of see hey, there's these cool parallels between. You know, like mutants and social commentary, and uh, wh- why do you say that the X Men comics are shit? Well, uh, ever since, well, um, a long time ago, thirty years at least, I think um, there was. Uh, uh, I'm starting to forget names, but Chris Claremont, uh, he was the writer for X Men. He, you know, he was his stuff is, was actually good, um, and he wrote X Men for I think at least. 17 years? And he got got taken off of it by editorial in 1991. Ever since then, I don't think they've had a clear direction. Joss Whedon uh, had a good series, Astonishing X-Men, a couple uh, years ago. Wait a minute, Joss Whedon did a comic book? Yeah, Joss Joss Whedon's done uh, uh, quite a bit of comic book work. Did he start that and then become a director, or was it the other... Um, no, I think he was in TV first, and then he did some Buffy work, and then he did some, uh, yeah, he did X-Men work, he did, um, what else has he done? So wait, there there are X-Men comics that are written by Joss Whedon, where he made up some storyline and it's part of the X-Men. And they're very, very good, but again, they could be confusing if you didn't read Grant Morrison's previous run, in that, you know, but they're very, very good. I, I very much like them. Uh, but so those you're saying are basically the exception to the rule. Is it most yeah, ex- the X-Men? exception to the rule, not the uh... right? Uh, Probably his best work, actually. I think it's better than his TV work. Wow! Wow! Okay. Uh, now, uh, as a comic guy and a movie guy, uh, what was your take on uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie? Um, it was, I guess it was. There. I mean, did, did you feel betrayed? Because it didn't have the squid at the end. 
<laughs> I didn't feel betrayed. I just felt, you know, it was like, okay, you know, they did it, and at least that's over with. And then if you notice, not many people are talking about it now, so. Uh, well, I did. I, I went with a friend of mine who was really into the comic. I'd never read it. I'd Not really. Uh, and afterwards, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really admired what it did. And I was really surprised to see my friend who was into the comic seemed a little bit crestfallen <laughs> because he went in with a completely different set of expectations. In a way, it, it reminds me a bit of what you were saying about uh, there are different sort of uh, iterations and interpretations in a given franchise. So maybe you could sort of think of the movie as like... Uh, although I guess that doesn't really work with something like X-Men, does it? Like you can't really have a different line, a, a different plot line in X-Men. Like it's a self-contained thing right well well, with like the x-men movies and the spider-man movies and the batman movies they just try to take the best of stories that are already there and put them in movie form they just grab a little here grab a little there from this storyline and this storyline and right just try to all right so your thumbs sideways on Watchmen. i'm big thumbs up but i i it's an uninformed thumbs up so uh now you are also a shooter fan i presume or are you just a call of duty fan so does it range wider? Um, yeah. Um, I, I'm not a shooter. There's those shooter enthusiasts who play nothing but shooters. I can't say I'm one of them. So then, what made you want to talk about Modern Warfare Two this week? What What well, is it about that shooter? I think Modern Warfare, the first one, was the first shooter that I really got into. It was, it was the I put a, over a hundred hours in the multiplayer. Um. Did you, you get know, that elite badge thing? Like, did you go up to 70 and then tip it over and get your special icon? I did that a couple times in the first one. Wow, okay, okay. Um, I'm, all, uh, I'm not quite there in the in 2, but, yeah, I'll get there. So as we're talking, uh, this is a little bit before the actual podcast posts, but the game has been out, I guess, right about a week. Uh, what level is, are you in, in Modern Warfare 2? Um, I think, like, around 43, 44. Oh, good lord. You're like... <laughs> I'm routinely online and I see guys who are like 67. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a lightweight now, Weed. <laughs> well, the thing is, I put in a lot, a lot of time in the spec ops mode, which I guess we'll talk about. Ah, okay. So you're... you're okay. Well, yeah, so let's, then, then let's talk about that. How do you feel about how... When I sit down and I look at Modern Warfare 2, it's really hard to think of it as a unified package because the three parts of it are all so dramatically different from each other. It's almost like, as a, as a guy who has to write about video games as a living, it's almost like I cannot write about this as a one particular thing. I need to write three separate articles. Uh, so in talking about Modern Warfare 2, let's talk about it on three separate levels. Uh, first of all, let's talk about just the, the, the multiplayer, the competitive multiplayer. You're due to level 43. Uh, so... How often would you say you play? Is that something like you do every day, or is it something you sort of binge on for hours at a time? I binge. I don't. I, I can't. I, like the other day, I was playing. I, one friend reminded me. He was like, "Aren't you playing Modern Warfare 2 right now?" Because I was trying. To, I was discussing a paper, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I haven't done that all day." And then while he was continuing to talk through me through I, uh, instant messaging, I started it up, and I guess I ignored him the whole time. And then before I knew, it was four o'clock, and he logged off <laughs> in the morning. Uh, and do you play with, uh, well, I guess I was going to say, do you play with specific people or on a specific server? But how do you feel about the fact that Modern Warfare 2 doesn't allow dedicated servers? So, well, not, so the, the uh, traditional clan infrastructure doesn't work. You know, I'm not playing it on the PC, though. Ah, 
Well, okay, well, that's a whole other bag of worms. Why? Wait a minute. Why aren't you playing it on the PC? Because I have a crap PC. <laughs> that's a good answer. Uh, and now, I have you tried it on the PC yet? I guess you haven't even seen it on the PC, have you? Well, I, I, I guess not. But, like, uh, you know, I, I know the differences. Mouse and keyboard control and, yeah. Uh, I have to say I'm lucky enough to have both the 360 version here and the PC version. I started playing on the, the 360. That's how I got through the single player. That's how I began playing on uh, multiplayer. But uh, in the last couple of days, no weed, I've been playing on the PC, and it's so hard to go back. I mean, you, you know, don't if you can at all, don't look at the PC version because it's just going to disillusion you about playing with a, a game. Yeah, I, I know that problem. I, uh... So you, you jump into random games, Xbox Live. Uh, do you have a, a favorite game mode? When you look at that list for find game, where do you jump in? I think... Um, I think uh, Ground War, probably. Right, right. Those are the bigger... Uh, like the bigger maps with like a couple of the like domination team deathmatch stuff. Is that how it breaks down? Um, it's it's uh, big team, uh, I guess, 12 on 12, okay. domination or deathmatch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, what is uh what loadout do you tend to go with? Um I guess okay, so I've been switching around. Uh the new one I've been using is uh an AUG with a grip and then I guess I use a stinger as my secondary. Can you actually and, shoot down helicopters? Like are you able to get Oh hell yeah, that's my favorite thing to do, yeah. We just alone. Like, do you have to coordinate it with other people? No, no, no. I do. I'm alone. I do it everything. I do everything alone. With... Okay. So how does this work? Explain to me because I, whenever I try to do it, maybe if a couple of us are shooting at it, but I don't think I've ever success, been successful. What does it take to shoot them down? You just. I just switch to it. I uh, lock. I, I just lock on and just let it blast. That's do you it. have the extra damage perk or anything? Yes, I do have stopping power for plus vehicles. I got stopping power plus. Ah, and oh, did Stopping Power Plus do extra damage versus vehicles? Is that it? That's, that's the perk of it, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. So do it you takes know... it down in one hit. Okay. Do you know offhand what level you get that? Or, oh, it's just a matter of upgrading just, Stopping Power, isn't it? You just have to use that like crazy, yeah. Okay. So how do you feel about the, their new perk system? Like, if I'm not mistaken, in Call of Duty 4 and Call of Duty World at War, they didn't have nearly the kind of leveling addiction stuff. Like, the fact that you can level up perks in this just encourages the, the use of different loadouts and being sort of devoted or being devoted to one loadout to level it up. Uh, are you digging this system? Well, I, I am because in 4, basically, I think most players, top players, just basically use the, you know, the M16 with, like, a st- stopping power. They I guess they just honed in on a ba- very basic um, but effective loadout. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, it seems that you have to have different people on your team using different loadouts. Mm-hmm. It's I, I'm I, I'm not switching it up as often in matches, but I, I I'm always perfecting it. And when I see people in the message board posting, like uh, I think Holy Schmidt posted posted up a knife one, and I had a really good kill death ratio before he posted that up, and that just sank it like <laughs> a rock. You mean once you started playing with the knife build, your your kill? Oh death. yeah, it just <laughs> fell apart. Uh, so out of curiosity, what is, uh, just for a frame of reference, I, I'm lucky if my kill-death ratio is one kill to two deaths. How do you tend to do? I, I, yeah. I think um, normally if I'm playing right, it's at least 1.2 to 1. 
Okay, you're one of those guys. Look at you. I uh, I can right now. I think my overall is like one point zero three, but I, I can get that up easily. Yeah. Uh, and do you have any reservations about the fact that this system, with the way the perks level up and the way you unlock weapons, sort of rewards people who've spent more time with the game, who are already good, versus uh, guys who are more casual. Do you have any reservations about that, or you're okay with that part of the design? I think it hurts newer players. I, I think it really does, because I, I see people trying to just emulate what they were doing in 4, and they're just getting massacred. Almost everyone on my um, friends list who also played 4 has a lower kill-death ratio. I actually have a higher one, but most people I see have a lower one. Uh, when, I, uh, when you move to L.A. and you come join us for the WAN parties that I have every week, you will see that, that most of us are very casual gamers. So in playing Call of, or Modern Warfare 2 on the LAN, uh, we all join a party, and then we jump into a game. And because of the way the party works, is we're all like, you know, level 4, 5, you know, 7, very single digits. We all get put together on a team, because the biggest, you know, the bigger team... In a, in a basic game, you can go up to 12... Is it 12 people on a team, I guess? Uh, uh, it can, yeah, isn't the PC version restricted or something? I saw it was like limited to 18. Yeah, it's 40? very, yeah, it's very, it's considerably yeah, think, smaller teams than you. Yeah, would. I think 18 is actually the max on the console too. It's just nine on nine. Yeah. Okay, so what happens is we're all on one team. We all are, we all suck, and then we have to play against guys who are really good, and the score ends up being, you know, five thousand points to eight hundred by the time it's over. Uh, and it really does hurt us because they've also got great toys. They're already good. We're the guys who should be getting the better toys. Uh, and it just, it really feels, um, feels sort of like an exclusive club and we get sneered at when we try to join. Uh, well, there, I think there's that wild card in this one with the, um, with the airdrops. I love that. Yeah. Go ahead and explain that because I love that twist. Because. In this one, basically, uh, what happens is you get you, when you choose your kill streaks, you can choose to have if you get four kills in a row, you can have a random airdrop where basically a plane will fly by, drop something off, and it can be anything from just uh, replenishing your ammo to uh, AC-130, which will demolish unless someone like me is just has a stinger and will blow it out of the sky as soon as I see it. Jerk. Yeah, but it, it really adds a random element like whenever i see it i'm just like wild card bitches and i just yeah well and i wrote about this too the the copycat perk the death perk where you can steal someone else's equipment like that seems to be something tailored to guys who aren't as good you know it lets you play with stuff that that you haven't unlocked yet right and i like the way that uh, what it did was it the death streaks they were all like a martyrdom was hated it was like it was the noob thing to do in four and now it's a death streak so if you're dying that much i guess you deserve it <laughs> right uh how much do you hate i don't know if you're like me how much do you hate the guys running around with the dual shotguns you know what i dual shotgun guys i i, I can't i don't know what's going on with me i even asked about this in the thread i can't use dual weapons it just it's not working for me it's like a whole because it does the whole halo thing with the left and right trigger right I would think it's more effective in Halo, though, and this one it feels very inaccurate. Yeah, I just assumed that was because I suck. But, uh, yeah, like, especially, like, even in the, I think in the, maybe it's just the co-op missions or in the single player, there's a few times where you can pick up dual weapons, and given the way that Modern Warfare 2 plays with, you know, you just do a precise couple of shots and you've killed someone, 
that whole spray and pray bit with dual weapons just doesn't feel very helpful. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't just like in real life, dual weapons is not I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it works. <laughs> I think I think anytime you say just like in real life, uh that's <laughs> that's kind of like uh that, that, that's not something that I, I think uh, Modern Warfare 2 is that worried about. <laughs> yeah, but... I know what you're saying, though. With the AC-130s popping out and... So the way the way it normally worked for us uh, last night, we, we had five of us here and we were playing on the LAN, is we would get in a multiplayer game, and within, you know, five minutes of the match starting, we were all having to cower inside because the skies overhead were populated with uh, Harriers and Apaches and that Pavlo helicopter and C-130s because people had been racking up these enormous kill streaks against us, and they'd unlocked all of their, their perks, and uh, it, it was just humiliating. <laughs> but I okay, the, I think the worst one is the assault helicopter because that one just flies all over the place re- so fast. Like I, I got killed three times in a row in like five seconds the other night. It just I respawned in the same place, and it just came back and killed me, and... When I was using it, I was getting kills left and right. It was just, it was, it's, it's extremely fun to use because it's, it's like an on-rail shooter built into the game. So it's now I don't have, and I haven't played enough to where I have a sense for the differences amongst the various air supports. But you get the, uh, uh, the, the Pavlo is that big heavy helicopter. There's an Apache. So is it the Apache that you're talking about? I guess it would be the Apache. Yeah, yeah. And you don't control it, right? It's just another automated air support perk. Right? No, no, no. You have to control it. You, it, it, it puts you in the sky. And no it, way! It moves you very fast, and you're just blasting at people as quick as you can. Oh, my God, just, I want that. How many? Wow. What level does that kill. unlock? It, it, no, you can unlock it. I, I think I got it. It's After you get your first kill streak unlock, I guess you can have it. It's very early on in the game. You can have it. That's awesome. Well, that's one of the things I wondered about is, you know, well... Aren't the Harrier and the Apache and the Pavlo redundant? But I guess they all have their their different nuances. The thing is, um, well, when you get when you get a crate drop, and let's say you get a bunch of kills using the AC-130 from the kill drop, the, the uh, crate drop, you don't those kills don't apply to your kill streak. Right, right. So it, you still have to get eleven legit kills. Right. I, actually, I think I did know that. Right. Uh, all right. So let's then talk about uh, the. Uh, well, let's go to the special ops. We'll save the meaty bit for last. Uh, so you said you've spent a fair time with special ops. Have you unlocked uh, all of the tiers, like all the way to, uh, what is it, Echo? Uh, um, I got everything but Echo, but that's only because I'm playing it, uh, trying to get everything on Veteran right now. Oh, you're going for the three stars. You're a completionist, are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now some of those missions, do you hate some of them? Because I sure do. Um, there was one that frustrated me and my friends, but then we figured out it was much easier than we were giving credit. It was the snow one in the first set. Yes, thank you. That's the one I despise. What? How? Explain to me how it's easier, because I would love to know. Because <laughs> there's only one. Well, you just you just have to. There's one part at the end where you got to basically take. Where you're going through the web. The I know exactly the whole, what you're going to talk about. Game, right, right. And you're basically counting down to three. You're like three, two, one. You got to time it. So if one guy takes out this group and one guy does this. And we basically got to the end, and one guy basically has to take two dudes and a dog, and then the other one has to be angled correctly, and he has to get another two guys or three guys. Exactly, and that's where I always, I've gotten to the point where I know the paths, and I can just make a beeline through, and me and my buddy can get right there. But then, so that's it, is one guy has to take out the two guys and the dog, the other guy has to take out the two guys? Yeah, and then there's like two more guys after that, but they're so easy. They're, They're just standing on a hill, and you just kill them, I think. Now, there are later evasion or stealth missions that I've, 
I have had no interest in playing. Are they not as frustrating as that one? I have I I haven't played uh, much stealth missions. The one that really frustrated, uh, not frustrated, but I I think the other player I was playing with just wasn't very good. Was um the one where there's two. One's you're in the AC one thirty or your friend is, and the other one's below. Right. Right. And that and then there's another one where you're in a helicopter, and another one's below. Right. And that uh, the one in the helicopter. It was a little bit frustrating because what happens is a lot of the times you can't see what you can't really protect the person, and they and I guess enemies just jump out of the garage or whatever. That Which, one, that yeah. kind of reminds me in a way of the stealth missions in that you have to kind of play through it a few times to to suss out the scripting. Like you know, once the player on the ground hits a certain point, it's going to spawn these enemies. So in the instance of Big Brother, which is the one with the, the Black Hawk gunner support. You have to tell the guy on the ground, okay, wait until I come around and I've got a good angle. Uh, so in, it's a, in a way, it's similarly frustrating to the stealth ones because you have to learn the mission scripting. But once you do that, it can be pretty gratifying to just shoot up the guys and blow up things. Yeah, I think most of the spec ups are trial and error. I played the snow yeah. missions, the snow uh, mobiles on veteran. Right. The first one was very easy, but the second one you, where you have to get through the flags was a little, you know, I had to learn the track pretty well. Right. I, and... I, uh, I was going to say, too, I can't stand the snowmobiles. Those things just handle like like, like pigs. <laughs> just, I, I do not enjoy driving the snowmobiles in Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, okay I, with- I, think, I think it's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. Uh, there's, there's no... Um, I like that they have a little bit of weight to them and they tip over if you do it wrong. And, yeah, do you actually like use your gun? No, no, no. Never. That's sort of like, why is that in there? It's- <laughs> Uh, so you have, did you say then that you haven't unlocked the last tier? Because you can't look at the missions until you unlock it, but you can look at a description. And I noticed the description of the last tier makes it sound just incredibly difficult. It says something like it plays fast and there's a lot of juggernauts or something like that. Uh, but the last tier looks pretty daunting to me. I think they're all impossible unless you have, well, except for the snowmobile ones. You basically have to do them all by yourself, uh, but with a friend. You can't do them by yourself. Well, there are a few of them, now, Weed, that you, you have to, like it says two players required, where you can't even boot it up unless you got a friend. Yeah, those are the those are the ones with the, where you're in the vehicle overhead, I think. Right. Uh, now, so what do you think of the juggernauts? Okay, so I've encountered, yeah, I encountered one, and it's it's hard to do alone. It really is. It's hard to do with a friend. <laughs> it's sort of like it. Look, it reminds me a bit of like something out of Gears of War or something. Like you've got this enormous clunky guy. He's almost like a mech. <laughs> well, they're in uh, Uncharted. Oh, I, I haven't played. I, when I was playing the beta of Uncharted, when you were when there was those little co-op missions, there were there was something similar in there too. I think those are the. Is it the mini gunner guys in Uncharted? Yeah. Like yeah. But uh, but yeah. So these guys, they remind me. Have you seen uh, Hurt Locker? No, I, that's on my must-see movie okay, list. Okay, you should totally check it out, but in Hurt Lockers, you probably know it's about guys who are on a bomb disposal unit in Iraq, and they wear a similar suit. So the Juggernaut <laughs> in Modern Warfare 2, it's like, hey, look, it's Jeremy Renner from Hurt Locker. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, and I'm also, I thought it, one of the cool things that I like about Special Ops is that they have a lot of nifty things like the Juggernauts and like the bridge assault that aren't in the single player. At first, I was worried, okay, this is all just going to be the greatest hits of single-player. But there's some really cool new stuff in there that you don't get to see in the single-player game. 
One of my favorites was the sniper feed in the alpha one, where it was just basically one person was sniping, and then I was just running around, put planting claymores, and I just busted out the predator missiles, and I would just eliminate a bunch of people at a time. I, I hope when they start doing downloadable content, they're more like that, because that's one of my favorite missions as well. I quite like that one. Uh, so are any of them giving you fits in terms of trying to get your three stars? Um, oh, there... I don't know. If it, it, I think it's all depending on who my co-op partner is. Ah, that's, yeah, that's a very good point. It's more about the partner than the mission sometimes. There was one really fun one. Uh, I think it's in Delta where you're playing um, with the cars. It's You have to destroy yeah, all, the, yeah. all the cars on the thing. And then what's cool is you get infinite ammo if you destroy a certain amount of cars. So I'd just be chucking like frag after frag or semtex after semtex as soon as I'd get unlimited. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I like that they play around and do stuff like that. And then you'd accidentally like throw some text at your buddy and watch him flail around. You know? <laughs> those are those are kind of like plasma grenades in Halo, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, who do you normally play with? Do you have a a group of friends, or are you just grabbing people from? Do you play with anyone on quarter to three? I no, not yet from quarter to three. Just so far from my group of friends. Yeah, from group of friends, and I, there was one person on my friends list who I don't know personally. I played with him a little bit. Uh, here's a tip. Don't play with Gary Witta. He will throw grenades at you. <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, I'm looking for pe- people to play for because I'm trying to play with because I'm trying to finish uh, at least the spec ups before people lose interest and in, you know. Right now you can't, so you have to play spec ops with someone on a friends list, right? You can't just play with strangers. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Right. Okay. Which is which? You know, people might criticize that, but it's pretty, it'd probably be impossible to play with someone you. I, I imagine playing with random people would be a pain. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's something where you've, you've absolutely got to communicate with the people on that you're playing with, yeah. And uh, yep. uh, All right, so now let's get to the elephant in the room, which is the single player. And before we talk about the single player at large, what are your feelings about no Russian? Um, I think it ties into the whole story, actually, where I think... One movie that came up in my head after uh, playing through the game was Syriana, mm-hmm. the George Clooney movie from a couple years back, um, in which you really had no idea what the fuck was going on during that whole movie. <laughs> you were you were just seeing certain events, and then time would transpire, and then you'd see the causes of something maybe you didn't even see on screen before, and you just saw characters moving on in their own little plot line, but they were unaware of the whole picture mm-hmm. i think it's, it's it's sort of similar in that it's just a big mess and the only difference is in this one you just play it from a military point of view but it doesn't change the fact that it's a complete mess that's a good that's a very good perspective noeed i mean i like call of duty 4 was kind of like that too in that they it's this sort of fractured look at various elements and it's not clear how they relate to each other until you get farther into the story uh and yeah so it's very much like syriana uh, well put. Uh, now, did playing no Russian um, would you say it disturbed or offended you, or it didn't like? Like, how did? What was your your sort of reaction while playing it? Well, unfortunately, I was spoiled. But like when I went into it, I, I just kind of made the quick decision to start mowing down people. Mm-hmm. I uh, I saw someone carrying away another people, and I was like, uh, uh-uh. and I put them down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just played it cold, like I'd play Grand Theft Auto or. Sure, fair enough. I don't 
I found it, you know, it was disturbing. It was disturbing. It, no doubt it was disturbing, but I just the, the, the it was it was nagging at my head how weird the plot point was because in this reality, I guess it's okay to go kill a thousand people if it's for the greater good, which I like. I I can't. I just can't imagine that. You know, mm-hmm. it just seemed very out there. I mean, that's that's at the point where you gotta you know call in your superior and be like, we gotta put this guy down. Now. Let me ask you a loaded question, uh, and I have no agenda here. I would just, I would, I'm just curious how you would respond to it. Was no Russian that that level? Was it fun? Hmm. I I enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed it. Okay. I think, especially you know, because it was it. The whole game's like a roller coaster ride, especially when you. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil it, but when things go lights out, right, and and um, just things start literally falling all over you, it just feels like a roller coaster. The sky ride. is falling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a roller coaster ride, and I was just enjoying it like that. You know, a roller coaster ride, a thrill ride. It would, it, it was just adrenaline pump in action. Okay, good. So uh, it didn't. It it just. I I did enjoy it, I guess. And then when I saw the ending of it, I was just like, oh, that. That that just makes me feel like a jackass. <laughs> now, had that been spoiled for you? You, you mentioned that going in. No, the... I didn't. I didn't get spoiled on the ending. Okay. And by the way, uh, for anyone listening, I think one of the one of the good things about Modern Warfare Two is the single player is fairly short. You can finish it. I, I think even if you're not very good at shooters, it, it'll come in at under six hours. So you can, it's not like Dragon Age where in the first couple of weeks you know so many people are in progress. So I think we can assume that the people listening have finished Modern Warfare. But that that was very good though in terms of being polite about the spoilers. Uh, the sky is falling. So uh, what uh, did another question I have for you? When it's all said and done, and you know you find out who the bad guy is and you have the resolution, did you feel that it all fit together very well? Did you feel there were any loose ends or things you didn't understand? Or as was the case with me, did you not really care that much about understanding the specifics of who did what to whom, when, and why? Um, I guess at that point I was confused, you know, with the General Shepard being. Oh, oh, that's that's, that's okay. We can spoil it. <laughs> okay, with with General Shepard being, I guess I was okay with him being the villain, but at that point I thought it was just quite silly. And then I'm I started replaying it, and at the very beginning of the game, when you're in the pit, if you just stay in there and hang, and you let the guy who's giving you the guns at the beginning talk to you. Before you're before you're going to do the training, right? Uh, he actually talks. He he says stuff like, "Oh, there's a group going around, and I don't know who they are, but you know, it's Shepard and his boys." And so I, oh, they lay some groundwork for they, this they like do. separate this separate uh, cadre of like elite troops lurking around. And then they, you know, there's this thing about danger close and how Shepard doesn't care about danger close, and they do establish Shepard as a jackass. Uh huh. Uh huh. So it, if, but the problem is it moves you at such a pace that you don't notice these things, you know. You well, just, and also even the yeah the pacing and and just sort of the 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 design like the sound design and all the activity like there's a lot of dialogue that happens when you're in the middle of a very high intensity episode of shooter gameplay, uh, and so they have to stick a lot of the the storytelling in those interstitials where the mission is loading. Uh, 
and then a lot of it is dialogue that you can miss if you're playing. So it's I think part of the problem with Modern Warfare 2, it's a hard game to tell a story while you're playing it. Uh, and I think that sometimes hurts uh, understanding who's doing what to whom and why, all, all of that stuff. Uh, I also think another thing that they did a bit wrong was they 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 went to the your your character that you're playing as is gonna die whole a couple too much uh, oh, I, they do it a couple <laughs> times now the first one you know it's interesting because it was so unexpected and this one I think they do it like at least twice now yeah and and that's another problem I had Noeed is I felt like they the things that they did in the first game that were really cool and and risky and bold uh, like killing the character and the and nuking a city and uh and the flashback sniper mission, and the C-130, it felt like all of the, they recycled a lot of those ideas here, and they weren't as potent the second time. Uh, so, so that was one of my reservations about it as well. So you, you mentioned you're replaying. Uh, are you replaying on veteran level? Yeah. And is it, is, it just, is it just frustrating beyond belief, or how are you finding it? Um, I, uh, I, I don't know yet. It hasn't been too frustrating so far, so... Okay. Are you are you a, an achievement whore? Um, only, I I'm not so much about the overall score. I just if I really like a game, I, I'll try to get all the right. Yeah, so then scores. then let me ask you, what is your overall gamer score? I'm actually playing on the PS3 on this one. What? Whoa, whoa! That you're you're not an achievement whore then, not at all. I you, guess it'd be trophy whoring, but that's right. <laughs> Wait a minute. So what possessed you to pick this up on the PS? So you have an Xbox 360 and a PS3, I presume, right? Yeah, they're both in our house. Yeah. What possessed you to pick this up on the PS3? Uh, it's well, the PS3 is the one in I, it's specifically in my room. I uh, see. And it's just a convenience thing, and also. If, you know, if someone's not paying for the gold in the household, then I can still <laughs> always play it. And also, also more of the personal friends I play with are actually on the PS3. Wow, no kidding. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sure you, Sony must be very happy. <laughs> Time was that uh, you would have been the minority freak. You're the poor guy who has it on the PS3. But, yeah, I guess these days it's a much more viable platform, isn't it? Um, I, would, I, I think... I. There was there's really no differences this time around, is there? I mean, one thing I did not like is you know there was downtime for the PS3 version early on for like a day or so, and then the problem with the fourth crank with Modern Warfare One was it was impossible to invite people in your party. Like the party system was fundamentally broken. Right, right. And, yeah, no, I think Sony's done a great deal in terms of like fixing that and making it much more competitive with Xbox Live. But I think so many people are playing it that the trophy function's just messed up because nowadays when I go to sync my trophies, it never even works. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like it, it has to do a load thing, and yeah, I don't, I don't care for that. Yeah. Um, are you? Do you prefer the the uh, PlayStation controller to the Xbox controller? Does it make a difference for you? It. One thing I don't like is um, I think it's easier to hit the uh, R three button. So oh right. Think. Right. And, uh, it happens all the time accidentally. You're just blasting at someone, and then you hit the knife button. And then you, <laughs> nice. you look like a spaz waving your knife around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, good. So uh, what is there anything else this year that uh, you're really looking forward to? Um, you know, I wasn't interested in Assassin's Creed 2 at all, but now I'm hearing so much praise. So. I gotta, yeah, i got to give that a big thumbs up. And um, I, I still haven't... I played a lot of the beta from Uncharted, but I... Uh, I haven't bought the full game, which I'll have to do. I, I think on Black Friday it'll be 
$37, Amazon will price match it, and I have gift cards, so, you know, student shopping. Ah, right, right. And you know, no, we you can't very well be a PlayStation 3 fanboy unless you've got Uncharted 2. Just yeah. Uh, although I do notice, so actually this is this is making sense. This is coming together. I notice you're one of the few people who's who's bothered to appreciate how awesome the new Ratchet and Clank is, uh, and that's something you can't do unless you have a PS3, right? Yeah, that's. I, I played the. I wasn't. I, I played the previous one, and with this one, I don't know. I wasn't into it, and I played the Clank demo, which has his gameplay, and I was very pleasantly surprised. Oh, so you don't have uh, the full game of a Crack in Time, just the demo. No, I will. I will be. I'll try to get it this. Um, okay, I'll have it this uh, holiday season. Well, here's my tip to you, Naweed. Just uh, if 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 you accept my if you if you want to take my advice, you Uncharted Two. It's not going anywhere. I would say jump straight to Crack in Time. It's the best rat. I think it's the best Ratchet and Clank game they've ever made. It's a phenomenal piece of work. Uh, so just you know, take that under advisement. And when you're out on Black Friday and you've got money burning a hole in your pocket and you got to get a game. Just kind of a uh, you know mull over that. So. I wish I had money burning in my pocket. <laughs> I remember, yeah, that that student's life. Uh, so, uh, are you ready for the random question of the week? Shoot, this is going to come out of left field. It's not going to make any sense uh, to people listening. This is an opportunity. Uh, the question that I'm about to ask Naweed. This will also be a thread in everything else. If you post in this thread and somewhere in your post the word excruciating or some derivation thereof, uh, excruciate, excruciatingly, uh, if that word appears in your post, you will be eligible to win, as last week, a copy of Left for Dead 2. Uh, Noe, do you have Left? Oh, you don't have a good PC. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I don't want to get Dragon Age or, um, or Left for Dead unless I have the PC hey. version. Right. Oh, well, this is terrible because, well, you're now eligible to win a Steam download code for, for Left for Dead 2. You'll be in the drawing, but I, you might have to gift it or save it or something. So, so Naweed, you'll, Naweed, you'll answer this question first, then anybody can post the answer as long as they use the word excruciating. Uh, and there will be a random drawing for a copy of Left for Dead 2, uh, kindly provided by Valve. So the random question of the week, uh, what bones have you broken and how? I think I broke my... Uh... Wait, hold on. I'm going to cut you off real quick. If you have to start with, I think I broke, it no, was probably I'm, just a sprain. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I broke it because it, this was back in, I think, sixth grade. It was a, it was a school-wide assembly. Okay. And we, I guess we had a Harlem Globetrotter over or something. And I volunteered to be like one of the volunteers and basically throw the ball up in the air and spin it on my finger. I love where and, this story's going already, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> and it, it just, I guess I tossed it too hot hay up or whatever, and it just landed and just smashed my finger downward. <laughs> and for the next, like, four months, it was, like, bloated, like... <laughs> <laughs> now, the great thing, Naweed, and I think you're burying the lead here, you did this at an assembly in front of all the other students? And I didn't want to cry, so I just kind of <laughs> kept it to myself. That's awesome. A public finger breaking and you just manned up and refused to acknowledge it. I uh I don't think this is a break, but I sprained my ankle once when I was a kid. Uh we, I remember distinctly what we were playing. We were playing SWAT and we were pretending to be a SWAT team and we were jumping off the roof of my house and we had our plastic guns and whatnot. Uh 
And I landed wrong on my ankle. And just, I remember that feeling. I mean, anybody who's ever like stepped on their foot wrong knows how this feels. Just multiply this times 10. But I remember my ankle crumpling under me and I couldn't put any weight on it. And I was crawling around on my hands and legs. And the, and the, the other kids who were playing with me was like, are, are you okay? And I, it was the same thing with your finger. I didn't want to let on that, that I was really injured. Uh, it's that, that kid fear of being ridiculed or, or not wanting to cry. So I was like, yeah, I'm fine. You guys go on and play. And I literally crawled on my hands and knees into my home, <laughs> waited for my mom to get home. Uh, but it was the same kind of thing. All right. I so, how, yeah, I was, I was going to ask, I wonder how many kids are injured without <laughs> telling anyone. Right. Every how, year. <laughs> how underreported do kid injuries go? Exactly. Uh, so just the finger. You've never done like a full blown arm or leg break. No, I don't think so. No, no. All right. I'm, I've been uh, pretty uh, delicate, I guess. You're lucky, yeah. All right, well, Naweed, thank you so much for talking to me. I uh, appreciate you hanging out with me. What is your gamer tag, if you don't mind my asking? Um, okay, so gamer tag, I guess. Uh, so I, on Oh, that's Steam... right, you're on the PS3. I keep forgetting. Well, go ahead. What, what is your gamer tag? Okay, so on, on the PlayStation, it would be, I guess, Miyamoto Freak. Okay. On on the Steam, I think it would just be Nuid A, and then on uh, Xbox Live, um, it would be. I use my little brothers, so uh, I don't know if I want to give that one out. Yeah, that's fine. Well, well, sounds like you're a PS3 guy anyway. I was gonna say I'd love to help you with Special Ops, but I can't because you're on the wrong platform. <laughs> uh huh. Or you're on the wrong platform. Uh, Touche. <laughs> All right. Well, Nuid, thank you so much. We will be seeing you around on the forum. To everyone else, uh, remember to tell us. Uh, what, what bones you, bones you have broken and how. Use the word excruciating and, uh, we will have a drawing for you for a copy of Left 4 Dead. So, thank you very much everyone and we will see you next week. Ah!